progress and moving forward is absolutely at the heart, the ambition that's shown here. And it's so clean, it's well organized, you know, it's orchestrated. It's one of the safest, most affluent cities in the world. Is Asia taking over the Western world? Well, announced just this week, was that the Singapore government, along with a private equity company called KSL, are going to make a £4 billion bid for Centre Parks. So a lot of you will have heard of Centre Parks, an incredibly well-known brand in the UK, uh, and they operate from six sites. But interesting that this news has broken just this week while I'm actually here in Singapore. So it got me thinking about, you know, the differences between doing business over in Asia versus in, you know, sort of the UK or the US or Europe, etc. And this news is pretty big news, actually. But the interesting thing about it, well, there's a number of interesting things. So I'm going to give you my perspective, uh, you know, is that here in Singapore, this city is absolutely on fire. I mean, it is set up for business growth, transformation, you know, reclamation of, of the sort of the land from the sea that's been done over God knows how many years. So progress and moving forward is absolutely at the heart, the ambition that's shown here. And it's so clean, it's well organised, you know, it's orchestrated. It's one of the safest, most affluent cities in the world. And actually, I think, you know, it's the most expensive place to live in the world right now. So interesting news, as I say, so the Singapore government, along with KSL, are going to bid £4 billion to buy centre parks. So let's just unpack this a little bit, because I'm always fascinated when I actually hear these things. And this is exactly the kind of story that I would cover in my weekly brave, bold, brilliant business news. So I put that every single Saturday without fail. I've been doing it for three years, every single week, because I genuinely believe that we can learn so much from other businesses, from other sectors, from different parts of the world that we can apply to our own businesses and our own kind of, you know, and work if we're in, in employed by someone. So it's so critical this that, you know, as I say, Check out that business news because I do it for free. I do it because genuinely I want to help people see the bigger picture. Uh, and you can just subscribe actually totally for free. You'll get it in your inbox every single week. So do that and equally follow me on social media. And don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, Brave, Bold, Brilliant, because there's loads more great content there for you as well. So let's come back to this story about the Singapore government about to bid four billion pounds to buy Centre Park. So what does this say about Centre Parks first? Let's cover that as an organisation. Well, you know, for me, there's quite a few things that stand out. So Centre Parks is a really strong brand. You know, they've had a very successful model for a number of years. So it's absolutely important, isn't it? You know, when you're looking at your own business or the business that you work for, what do you stand for? Is your proposition absolutely crystal clear? So if you take Centre Parks as a great example, they have consistently delivered for years and years and years. You know, they 
target a specific market, mainly families that you know relatively affluent. They want to have activities together, you know, and actually spend quality time. So this is not a budget proposition. It is quite an expensive thing for a family to go and spend time at centre parks. But that formula, being absolutely razor focused on what they do and what they do well, has meant that they have consistently grown the business. Now they operate from six sites in the UK and Ireland. So again, you know, they've kept in one particular market. They haven't taken it very broad. Now, maybe that is one of the reasons why there's a lot of interest in the in the business because could you actually replicate that in other in other markets and other destinations? I'm sure you could. But the fact they stuck to the UK and Ireland has really meant that they've focused on their niche and they've done that exceptionally well. So that's the first thing secondly the the strength of the brand you know center parks if you talk to anyone in the uk most people have heard of center parks you know they have a very successful marketing strategy you know across multimedia so they absolutely have got that brand presence that makes them valuable because whenever you are looking at buying a business you have to ask what is it you're buying is it the brand is it the database is it the talent within the organization is it the ip is it the technology you know uh, maybe all of those things, but certainly brand is one aspect that really creates value for organizations and making sure that that is a differentiated brand as well. Now, the other thing which is interesting about Centre Parks is that they have a very long standing CEO, Martin Dolby, and he has been running that business for 20 years. So you've got a consistency of leadership there, which again stands out for me as one of the reasons why they have been so successful over the years. Next point for me, value creation for the shareholders. So back in 2015, when the business was sold to Brookfield, its current owners, that sold for rumoured £2.4 billion. Now, fast forward eight years, and here we are talking about a value of four billion pounds, a significant uplift. And let's not forget that that is on the back of a global pandemic as well. So having that resilient business model, the clarity of purpose, the strong brand, the consistency of leadership with Martin running the shop for 20 years has absolutely driven that value creation model. So again, very, very interesting. I think also the thing that stands out for me is that Centre Parks has had quite a number of different ownership models. So originally, when it was founded back in 1987, the first one was in Sherwood Forest, uh, Nottinghamshire, you know, and that then was a private company. Um, but it has actually been a public company. So it was listed on the London Stock Exchange on the junior market AIM. Um, and that was in 2003 before it then moved to the main market listing two years later. Now, in 2006, it was taken over by Blackstone, which is one of the private equity houses. And then in 2015, sold to Brookfield, its current owners. So interesting that this organisation has managed to stay successful through all of those different ownership structures. Uh, because very often that may not be the case. You know, businesses might be successful under private ownership. They might struggle when they be, when they IPO and become a listed business. And again, under the leadership of private equity is very different again. But Centre Parks has managed to survive all of that.
There's a whole bunch of fireworks going off outside. How bonkers is that? I think they're rehearsing for something. Anyway, I will continue. So, yes. So, uh, and interesting, I think, really, in terms of the market right now. So let's talk about the market because, you know, we're coming off the back of a very suppressed market. But here we are actually, you know, having a, a situation where there is money out there to be had for the right deal. So a lot of private equity houses, a lot of investors, a lot of capitalists have been sitting on funds for quite some time and that capital needs to be deployed otherwise it is not working for those uh, those potential those investors so for the right deal there is a market uh, so the whole mergers and acquisition space I think is going to become very interesting throughout the course of this year now are there headwinds ahead of us yes I believe there are from an economic point of view but actually you know for deals which make sense like this one you can still achieve great valuations so you know just a little bit on the market there and then the third aspect let's consider the Singapore interest in centre parks so you know it really does show that you know, Asia, whilst very, very successful in terms of doing business here within the region, is actually looking to diversify into other markets, into, you know, in this case, a UK business. So what does that tell us about about Asia? Well, it could tell us a number of things. It could say that there's, you know, quite significant capital over here that needs to be deployed. And actually, maybe those opportunities within Asia aren't as strong as, as they have been in the past. That's one interpretation. Or you could also say that, you know, this is a smart thing to do. Don't forget, this is the Singapore government that is actually interested in doing this deal. So again, you know, they're doing that with a private equity company called KSL. So an interesting combination, I think, between government working with private sector on investing. And that's not something you see in, in every uh, market, in every country, to be honest. So I think that's quite unique as well. You know, and that professional approach to investing that this is saying. So, you know, I guess the world is getting smaller, isn't it? There are opportunities everywhere. But I did think it was a very interesting announcement. So we'll be watching with great interest to see how this plays out. Of course, they are not the only interested partners. Uh, CVC are also interested which is another one of the big private equity houses. And actually, back in 2015, the Singapore government had expressed interest then, um, at the time, possibly doing something with CVC, which didn't happen. So now they're both going for the same target again, but separately. So let's see how this race plays out. So my original question was, is Asia taking over the Western world? Well, maybe it is. I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this. I love everything to do with business and people is absolutely my sweet spot. So really interested to see how this will play out. I hope you found the conversation and discussion uh, useful and thought provoking for your own businesses or the uh, organisations you, you work for. So listen, whatever you're doing, you know, be brave and bold. And that's when you're going to unlock your brilliant. And I think this is a fantastic example, actually, of, you know, a country, a business that's pushed out of its comfort zone and is absolutely achieving massive, massive success as a result of that. So remember, we only have one life, no limits. Whatever you're doing today, enjoy yourself. Make sure that you are being brave and bold so you too can unlock your brilliant. Take care, everyone. Bye now.
I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.